So last time we talked about the uh, verse, the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. And you might say, well, what in the world is that all about? I don't identify with any of that. Well, are you sure? Let's uh, explore that today. Colin Cook here and how it happens. Thanks for joining me today. This is a broadcast on the good news of the gospel. What we do is explore this good news through the book of Romans every year or so, and we learn how God's grace through his son Jesus Christ works in our lives. And then we learn how to believe, because this book more than any other describes the activity, the movement of faith in our hearts and how we embrace it. So this program trains your faith, and I hope you'll join me every Monday through Friday to do that, not simply to to be inspired, but to be trained in your faith. Well, you can do that by listening at 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. Or you can listen any time of the day or night on SoundCloud. Go to soundcloud.com forward slash faithquest. That's soundcloud.com slash faithquest. Or you can go to Podbean, faithquest.podbean.com. That's faithquest.podbean.com. So here we look at this verse then. In verse in chapter eight, and let's re- let's remember the larger context. Always, Paul is talking about life in the kingdom of grace, and that life in the kingdom of grace is described in Romans five through eight. Those four chapters, chapter five, freedom from the judgment and wrath of God, so that we're reconciled to His heart. Chapter 6, freedom from the identity of sin so that we are uh, no longer to identify ourselves in that judgment, but uh, accepted now in Christ since we died or in his death we are counted as dead and freed from the condemnation of the law in chapter 7 so that we're counted as righteous in Christ and then freed from the power of death, which we're studying now in chapter 8, which is living by faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So then Paul says, For the eager expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now he's talking about creation, that's all humanity, and he's saying that there is a deep longing in the hearts of all humanity a deep expectation, and they're waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Well, that sounds really weird, doesn't it? And you might say, well, I don't experience that at all. I don't even give it a thought. Well, look, the occupational hazard of human beings is that they are unable to identify what's wrong with them. Just about every diagnosis is wrong. You go to a psychiatrist, you go to a psychologist, and he will give you an identity and a speci- or, or an explanation of, your, of uh, what your feelings are. And uh, in this me generation, well, it's bound to be very self-oriented, um, uh, self-directed. Even the psychiatrists and the psychologists get it wrong many, many times. But Scripture enables human beings to identify what's going on with them. You may say, I'm lonely, I'm not appreciated, 
I need more friends, I need more money, I need better health. And all of these feelings, you try to, you, you assume some of those feelings are what's causing your state of mind. But suppose you were to go to the Word of God and out of not blind faith, but certainly an incredible act of faith based on the words that you're reading here, you could say, I know what's wrong with me. I have a great and eager anticipation for the second coming of Jesus Christ when Christ's people will be revealed to all the world. But I don't realize that that's my feeling. You know, it's an incredible thing when you do that. When I was a young man, uh, before I became a Christian, I became a Christian at 15, and I would say that from the age of about 10 to 15, I had very depressed thoughts, lonely thoughts, isolated thoughts, thoughts of fear, wondering what was behind everything in the universe, wondering whether there was a God, wondering what the meaning of life was. I guess I was a precocious child, and I thought about these things more than other kids my age did. But it really disturbed me. Well, by accident, and I say it is by accident, although, of course, from the point of view of God and the, and, and the spiritual things, it was very purposeful. But by accident, I one day went to a meeting that I thought was a meeting on flying saucers. I was 15 years of age. I saw it advertised in the newspaper. It was called... Uh, the the title of the sub uh, the uh, lecture was man from another world and as i say i thought it was a lecture on flying saucers well i went into that meeting it was a peculiar little place there weren't many people there most of them were middle-aged and elderly and i was the only young person there and this man in a black suit and collar and tie stood up, opened his Bible i thought to myself what in the world is he doing with a Bible and he taught on the second coming of Jesus Christ, that Christ will return from, the, from heaven and uh, he will descend with all his glory and all the holy angels and every eye shall see him from one end of the earth to the other. And it was, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and uh, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the air to meet the Lord in the air. It was an astonishing revelation to me. And what happened after that was a growing awareness that I was at last able to identify all of those strange, uncomfortable, frightening, disturbing feelings I'd had in my heart since I was an 11-year-old boy, or 10-year-old boy, I should say. Do you see what I'm saying? In Every human being is a God-shaped vacuum. It's empty because of the fall of Adam and Eve, because of our brokenness. And we try to explain that empty space by all kinds of things that we don't have or should have or need. And then we find that God is identifying that strange feeling within us. There is something desperately missing, and it is the final perfection of ourselves in Christ that he will bring about himself, not by any effort of ours, at his coming when this 
corruptible body of ours shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. And when that happens, we will see the beauty, the sheer beauty of God's people. How lovely everybody is when we were so resistant or, or reluctant to get to know one another. How beautiful our neighbor is in his all his gifts and manifestations of God's presence in his life. We'll see people, we'll see um, uh, families and, and uh, relatives and friends in, in an entirely new way. We are waiting for the revelation of God of Jesus Christ in the world through people through his people so now when you begin to realize this and you feel all these strange feelings coming upon you where you feel lonely or depressed or anxious or worried yes there are secondary causes to those things like maybe not having enough money or maybe not having good friends or not um having a good job perhaps but those are secondary causes go to the primary cause and in the primary cause you talk to god and you say father i'm missing my home my home is in heaven my home is the new earth where the you, the knowledge of you dear lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea i'm missing being eternal dear god I'm missing friends who never sin and whom I can always trust in. I'm missing being sinless myself because I'm tired of all the stupid things I do and all the dishonesty and sinfulness that I express. Father, I'm missing the fulfillment of my being. I thank you that Jesus is my wholeness, that Jesus is my righteousness, but I know there's something to come when I will experience this fully when I am revealed as one of the sons or daughters of God at the coming of Jesus. Now, when you talk like that to God, you begin to sense a filling of that vacuum. You begin to sense a certain wholeness. You sense you're not alone. You've got a clearer view of your mission as a human being. Listen, not your mission in life as what you should do for others. Yes, that's important. But your mission as a human being. What is your mission as a human being? Do you know what it is? One of the great uh, ancient um, spiritual man, and I've forgotten who it was at the moment, said, this is the duty of God, to love God and enjoy him forever. That's your mission, to love him and enjoy him forever. You say, I can't do that. I've got too much guilt, too much shame, too much fear. But that's where you see the, com the, the sacrifice of Jesus, the atoning work of Jesus, enables you to begin that lovely mission of, of being a human being. Because Jesus has taken all the burden of your guilt. He has been judged for it on the cross. There is no condemnation for anyone who is in Christ. You are counted as righteous already. And therefore, your mission as a human being is to love God and enjoy Him forever. You say, I thought it was to witness. Look, if you love God and enjoy Him forever, that will be the best witness you could ever give. 
and to love him and, and enjoy him forever is to spend some time as well opening his word, letting him talk to you. Perhaps in the Psalms, I love the Psalms for that because David's talking to God and God's talking to David. It's just wonderful. So look at this verse again. There's an earnest, by the way, it's Romans 8, verse 19. There's an earnest, eager, urgent expectation in you. You haven't identified you yet, identified it yet, but now it's time to do so. And that identification is that you are eagerly waiting. You didn't realize it before, but now you do. You are eagerly waiting for your sonship and your daughtership to be revealed, and for God to reveal that sonship in all the others in the world, so that we can all have this beautiful harmony of living in fellowship with God. Boy, that's a tall order. But look, it comes about as you, as you receive these verses by faith, and you are then able to settle in and say, I see what's going on with me, God. And I thank you for revealing it, and I'm going to eagerly expect what you're about to give. I'd really appreciate your help to keep the broadcasts going. The uh, donations are coming in rather thinly at the moment, and I think it's because the computer was down and I was doing so many repeats for a, a couple of months or so, and you got tired of that, I understand. And uh, SoundCloud wasn't even up. But it is now, and so if you would like to make a donation, please send it to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160. That's FaithQuest. P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado 80160, or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. I do appreciate your support. The program costs $39 per 15 minutes. Do consider helping, would you? Thank you very, very much, and I'll see you next time. Cheerio, and God bless.